Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series, where your host, Andy Jacob, interviews leading entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs about their incredible companies and discusses their unique entrepreneurial journeys. If you're the CEO or founder of an exciting and exceptional company, the editorial team of Dotcom Magazine welcomes you to pitch your business story to appear on this exciting interview series by reaching out to Mr. Jacob at Dotcom Magazine at dotcommagazine.com. And without further ado, here is another amazing entrepreneurial story on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Hello, everybody. Andy Jacob here with the dot-com magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. And I'll tell you, the one thing that makes the world go round for companies, especially startups to small to mid-sized businesses, of course, is marketing and advertising. And, you know, you need to get your name out there. You need to get the brand out there. You need to have a funnel that delivers leads. And, of course, when we think about what people are doing out there in the community in terms of advertising and marketing, certain people very much come across our desk and get us interested. And one of those people that recently came across our desk is Miss Jalisa Centeo. And she, of course, is the founder and CEO of Integral Marketing and Advertising. And we love it so much. I mean, of course, a woman-owned business, she's a bilingual marketing and advertising agency, which is really marked by inclusivity and, of course, a fresh approach to meeting her clients' needs and surpassing their expectations. She's got a great story as well. I think you're going to very much love to hear the way in which she came about to start her own company and where she came from and what she's doing now. So, Jalisa. So welcome to the dot-com magazine. Thank you. Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Thank you so much, Andy. I'm so happy to be here. Let's pull the lens back to 30,000 feet. Tell us about what you're doing at Integral, and then we're going to get into it. Sure. So unlike traditional agencies, we took a different approach. You know, over the past decade or so, there has been a lot more of an interest from brands in housing. And while in-housing isn't new, it's something that can date back to the 30s. I would say about a decade ago was when agencies really started to feel that impact and media in particular became more of a commodity. Um, however, uh, in my own experience from working at the agency side and having to help transition clients to in-housing or, you know, working with clients that were previously in-housing, decided that they wanted an agency, and then I went to the client side to in-house. So I witnessed this whole thing head on and I realized agencies are not extinct. We just need to change our model. I think that the AOR commitment of two to five years is gone. I think clients want fluidity, they want flexibility, and they want a lot of diversity in the talent and companies that they work at. Um, and so I decided, you know, light bulb moment, why not create an agency that has the capability to operate like a traditional agency, but it's more project-based. So we don't necessarily, I mean, if a client wants an AOR commitment, we're obviously open to that. No one's going to close the door on some guaranteed money. Um, but our promise is more of 
what is the problem in this present time that has you looking for a resource? How can we solve that for you? And if that problem evolves into a long-term relationship, we're here for it. Yeah, I love it. It's such a great way to go. It's a wonderful journey, Jalisa, that you've had. And one thing you speak about at the company is I call them marketing and advertising puzzles. And you talk about having the right puzzle pieces. And I love that analogy so much. Let's talk about that and why and how do you help your clients solve the jigsaw puzzles? Yeah, you know, the puzzle piece came from the age old, so corny saying that it's, you know, that piece of the puzzle, what's that missing piece? You know, having been a leader in the advertising space for so many years, that was a very common term used by clients in pitch rooms or whatnot. It's like, we're looking for that missing piece. And, you know, it kind of all goes hand in hand with the name of the company, Integral, because when I was in the agency side um, and I was getting my reviews by my managers, one common word I always heard, and I've kept them all, so I went back and reread, was how integral I was. And, you know, I was always that, you know, missing piece to this project, the missing piece to the team. And there were these key words that were describing me all along, and I didn't even realize it until I took a step back and reread all those. And it just felt right for what we were doing here and the type of agency that I had in mind. So it's not so much about solving a jigsaw puzzle, even though... Yes, that is a fundamental piece of it. It's more of identifying what is that missing piece for you? Is your missing piece that you need a media strategy because you have a media team that can do the buying? Great. We'll be your strategist. We'll help your team execute. Is your missing piece your website because you have a strong marketing team, but your website isn't converting? No problem. We'll do some audits. We'll figure that piece out for you. That is our value proposition. That's how we go into market. And that's what the puzzle pieces mean to us. Yeah, it's awesome, Jaliza. Of course, you talk about this thing called unconstrained productivity. I love that so much because... You have something that I would call a distribution model, you know, where you have flexible hours across multiple time zones, and it really puts the talent in the best position to succeed. What types of companies reach out to you? Is it the small to mid-sized company? Who's reaching out saying, hey, Jaliza, we've heard about what you're doing. We need to have fix a piece of our puzzle. We need your help. Yeah, the bulk of our business comes from brands, um, and these can be mid or large size brands. And that doesn't necessarily mean we are helping them solve with every portion of their marketing, but even larger brands will come to us with just, you know, one portion. Like, for example, they just need support with paid social and no problem. We'll take care of that for them. Um, but in terms of larger projects, they're coming more from startups. You know, we do find that a lot of startups, as you may imagine, need guidance and they don't have a lot of money. And so part of our flexibility model is to figure out what solutions we can offer within their budgets so that at the end of the day, it's a win-win for the agency and the client. The client feels like they're getting tremendous value. And we're very honest with our startup clients and telling them, hey, it's really going to cost X to solve your problem. But here are some things that we can do until we can afford X. How does it feel? Yeah, I love that. So you take a stepping stone approach. It really makes sense. I'm sure it resonates for your clients that you give them the complete offering, but you say to them, hey, let's stepping stone this out. Let's add a couple pieces of the puzzle now, then we'll add a few more and we'll make a complete puzzle picture as we continue the process. Now, I love that so much. And another thing that you're a leader in is, you know, you really are a big believer in women in business. You write about it on the blog. I mean, you love empowering, you know, you're 
the women of the world. Let's talk about that. How important is it in your mind to have more women entrepreneurs on the scene? Extremely important, not only because I'm a woman myself and have two daughters that, you know, my husband and I are raising, but I have experienced firsthand the unfortunate disrespect that women do face in the field, particularly in advertising. And earlier on, it has gotten better, but we have a long way to go. Um, And not only have I witnessed it personally, but I've witnessed it being done to other women. Um, And I think that as a humankind, we just have so much more progression to to do, but in business and in advertising, even more so. And the only way to solve that is by empowering each other. I have witnessed how men empower each other. Uh, You know, it's very easy for men to go on a business golf trip and come back with like 17 open doors and connections. And I'm like, women don't do that for each other because in the past there wasn't enough room for all of us so it was one of us that had to win that role and as women as we become leaders and we get in positions where we can empower we need to remember to open doors for other women to help them rise up so that there isn't just room for one of us but room for many of us i love it julissa i can see that being the name of your ted talk rise up i mean it's perfect now (laughs) let's talk about the bilingual portion of your business. It's, it's an important part, obviously, you know, the, the Spanish uh, um, offerings throughout America, throughout Latin America, throughout the world are just becoming more and more powerful. I mean, the branding in the Spanish language is becoming tremendous. How important is that bilingual component of your business? Extremely important. And it's very personal to me. I'm Puerto Rican uh, and I'm bilingual. I'm fluent in both languages. Uh, And I had my first taste of being a bilingual professional uh, back in the day when I worked in Orlando, Florida, where I was hired by an agency because we were representing a tourism client that was from Latin America. Um, And they needed someone that could connect with the client in both languages, but also we were buying media across three different countries. Um, You know, it wasn't just Anglo-based. And I loved the fluidity during that experience. I loved being able to connect with my clients on our related language, but just being able to represent that brand in Spanish and in English correctly. You know, it was never, the, the execution was never a literal translation of what we were doing for the Anglo market. It was, we did this for the Anglo market, and this is the equivalent that is respectable in the Hispanic market. And that is the kind of difference that I want to make. Yeah, it's fantastic. Of course, you know, this commitment will bode very well for not only you and your agency, but your clients as well. You're a prolific writer. You love to write. The blog is really great. And anybody that loves reading about advertising and marketing, I mean, check, uh, Jaliza's blog out on the website. It's really incredible. But you talk about attribution and incrementality, which I think is really interesting. What you say is, you know, just because you do paid search and that's driving a lot of conversions, that doesn't mean that you should stop investing in all the other channels. Let's talk about channels. You know, how important is it to have a different look at all the channels when you're advertising and selecting the right channels for that advertising itself? Yeah, well, it's no secret, you know, consumers require multiple touch points on a daily basis. Just because search tends to win the last bid doesn't mean that that is where all of your eggs should be. And that is the only place that you should focus on. You need to think about what triggers 
a consumer to search and what will trigger that consumer to pick your ad from the list of the many that they're getting in their search query results. And what triggers that is the halo impact of everything else that's in market. Whether that is your TV ad, you know, even if someone is not necessarily in front of the TV, but they may be in the house and they can hear it, that sound has an impact in the brain. And it's understanding the psychology of sound, sight, and motion, whether that is a static ad on a billboard paired with a radio ad, uh, you know, in a car or a Spotify ad or whatever it may be. It's truly identifying who the consumer is, where are they spending their time, what kind of mediums are they interacting with, and ensuring that we're touching across as many of those as possible and giving the fair amount of budget to each to be able to push down to converting channels like your paid social and your paid search. Meta, Google, and TikTok have won the race for taking that last click attribution. It is a game they know well, it is a game they have mastered and they will continue to master but they're not in this game alone and they need the support from all your upper funnel media to help drive those conversions. Yeah, it's very interesting. I'm gonna call you the queen of the funnel, Jaliza. I mean, it's really interesting. I love it so much. One thing that we're seeing more often and you're really leading the way at your organization, your company is case studies. I mean, some of the case studies you have are very, very powerful. Let's talk about case studies for clients and for people watching the show. How important do you feel case studies and testimonials are for their business model? I think it's it's an element that should take importance, but not necessarily huge priority. And I say that because case studies, you have to take them with a grain of salt. There's a lot that goes into those case studies. Um, and one cookie doesn't necessarily replicate another, right? You you can't necessarily say, I was able to accomplish these goals for this brand, ergo, I'm going to accomplish them for you too, because budget is a nuance, timing is a nuance, competitive space is a new one, targeting is a nuance. Um, so I think for me, case studies are more of an indication that given the proper direction, we will come through for you. And your case study may differ you may or may not hit your goals, but one thing we're going to do is we're going to learn together and we're going to figure out how to make the case study work for you and get you what you need. Yeah, that's powerful. And of course, when we segue from case studies into sort of younger entrepreneurs watching the show, let's say they have a startup. And one thing I love is you say, you know, your company is there to help them learn as they grow because they don't know what they don't know. And I love that so much. The key, like you mentioned in some of your writings, is to stay nimble, but with marketing and advertising expertise on hand. And that's what you offer for startups, right? Mm -hmm. That is correct. Yes. I love it. So let's talk about that. When a startup company reaches out to you, what's that first conversation sound like with the startup founder? It's usually understanding what drove them to start the business. I am very intrigued in the story. Every entrepreneur has a story and that story is very powerful. There's a beginning, there's a reason. Um, and there's going to be an element in the marketing where we tell that story because stories are important to consumers. Consumers invest in brands they believe in and in brands that they believe have the same beliefs as them. And the story is going to be key to that. But story aside, we try to get to the problem that they offer a solution for. And we focus on how do we market that problem and market you as the solution. Yeah, I love it. Let's talk about that. How important 
for the founders watching the show is their influence. In other words, are a lot of companies now being driven by the founders and how important is it to position the founder and CEO correctly as a startup as they move through their entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, a company is nothing without the person that believed in it from the beginning because that person went through a lot of closed doors to be able to survive and be able to say, I have my company and I am doing this. And that should always be respected and represented, especially as the company grows. I'm a firm believer in as growth happens and even as troubles happen to go back to the beginning, think about why you started, what is that core? I find that it's easy for brands as they begin to expand and grow, they forget where it all started. And next thing you know, there's mixed messaging in market and there's mixed messaging within the internal teams and nobody really knows what they believe in. Take a time out. Let's go back to the founding moment. What drove this? Let's find that inspiration again and let's move forward. I love it. You don't hear that a lot. What started at the beginning to drive this passion of yours? I think that's really a smart outlook and a smart way to go. And one thing that it's easy to see from not only speaking with you, but your your writing as well, and some of the things you've done in your life is you're what I would call a big dreamer. And you know, you love to dream and you want to dream for your clients as well. Where did that dream approach come from, Jaliza, for you and your life and your business? You know, it stems from always wanting to discover new things and learn. I if I had the money, I think I'd be in college forever. It, it sounds corny, but I love to learn. And I think learning and being curious is what leads to dreaming. And it takes that fire, you know, wanting to make that dream a reality. It's it's okay. I, I dreamt it. Now, how do I make it happen? And that, that spark, that little fire, that's what all entrepreneurs have. It starts with an idea. It starts with a dream. It starts with a, well, why can't it? Or why can't I? Why should I wait for somebody else to? And that is where your curiosity starts to peak and you just start to roll into whom you master and who you become. I love it. And of course, your core values are very, very interesting. I thought it would be fun, Jalisa, to give you a chance to speak in Spanish to some of the younger entrepreneurs out there. I'll try and follow along a little bit for the people that don't speak Spanish you know, you're, you probably should because it's an important uh, language to speak. But maybe you could speak in Spanish just for a minute or two to some of the younger entrepreneurs and tell them, you know, why you want them to be passionate and go forward with their, with their approach to not only learning and growing, but becoming a great entrepreneur. Sure. En la vida y en el negocio, las cosas van a ser bien difíciles. Nada va a llegar fácil. Nada te lo van a dar en, una, en un plato lleno de rosas. Todo va a estar en tus manos. Tú eres la que vas a tener que, o el que vas a tener que sacrificar. Vas a tener que triunfar y vas a tener que lograr por lo que es tuyo y por lo que tú deseas. Pero nada viene fácil y todo viene con trabajo y con sudor. Strive to be great every day. I think I caught a little bit of that, but uh, I need to brush up as well. Listen, it's so great to have you on the show. Thank you. Before I let you go, I want to talk about the funnel because I'm calling you now the queen of the funnel. <laughs> How often does it happen where you 
you do a funnel, you put together something beautiful for the puzzle. All these leads start coming in through the funnel, but then the client doesn't have the wherewithal or the ability to get back to all the leads. And a lot of the leads fall by the wayside. What do you do about that? First, before we even start with a campaign that drives leads, we want to make sure the client is accurately set up to receive all that activity. So that is one of the services that we offer is, okay, you want to do a marketing campaign, fantastic. When we drive those leads, what's capturing it? Do you have an ESP in place? If not, let's hold off on this campaign and get you set up. Let's make sure your foundation is ready to accept all of this. Otherwise, we do not proceed and we do not recommend the clients do because what happens is that looks bad on us. If we go ahead and proceed with a marketing campaign and the client is not ready to receive the impact of that campaign, we look like the ones that we don't know what we're doing. And then we lose that relationship. And the relationship to me is a lot more important than the money that's coming in. I'd rather make sure that foundation is right so that I can prove to you what I can do. Yeah, Jaliza, that makes sense. I want to talk to you about branding a bit. How important for companies is it to put their best foot forward? In other words, we see some companies where you look at the, the branding that they have, and to be quite frank, they're not really what we feel are putting their best foot forward, their best face forward to the, to the community at large. How important is that look, that first blush of a client to see something that resonates for them in terms of branding and wanting to do business with a company that brands itself correctly? Yeah. If I'm understanding the question correctly, it's more of a creative outlook is what you're thinking about. Yes. Uh, it's difficult because creative can be subjective. And the way that a creative can interpret what they hear from the brand can be different than what the brand is envisioning. So for us, it takes ongoing collaboration and conversations. And there have been times where we strongly disagree with a client in terms of how their brand should be represented in the market, and we make our case for it. And we have either been able to succeed and come to common ground with the client for a strategy and approach that we really think works from a creative standpoint. Um, but there are times when the client simply wants to execute their vision. And we respect that because no one knows the brand better than the client. And our job is to provide our recommendations, provide our guidance, give them our opinion. But at the end of the day, our job is to represent them in the way that they envision being represented. Wow, I love that, Jaliza. Of course, for the entrepreneurs watching the show, I mean, here we have an entrepreneur who's making a difference. I mean, you've worked on the agency side in some great cities, Boston, Orlando, Fort Lauderdale. Of course, you worked in-house in the DTC and fashion industries. Then you built your own house, I'll call it. So it's really, really great. What you're doing in Integral is, is remarkable. And, you know, you've, you've put in 15 years, you know, serving diverse brands. You must have started when you were three or four years old, of course. <laughs> and you have a no frills approach, right? You have, you have this approach that really is making you a go-to leading expert uh, and having built your agency from the ground up. I mean, you're walking the walk and talking the talk. I really wanted to thank you for coming on the show today. I'm going to bring you back because I want to talk more about the funnel. I want to talk about the do's and the don'ts. And I want to talk about the puzzle. 
I want to talk more about the puzzle because that's a great approach where someone can reach out to you and, you know, you can start on a few pieces of the puzzle and then you can move toward more pieces of the puzzle and you can build a full framed puzzle as you move along through the experience and through the client's experience as well, Jaliza. So this has been a great interview. I wanted to thank you so much for coming on the dot-com magazine entrepreneur spotlight series. But before we go, you have a sign above you that says this is for you Uh, because you have something magical to contribute to the wonder of this wonderful world. So welcome your wild, crazy, beautiful, unbelievable ideas. I love that so much. Where did you come up with that? Because that's a powerful message for everybody watching the show. I can't take credit for it. Um, It's in one of my favorite books. um, And it was a page in the book. And it's a quote that really hit home with me, especially when I built this this office space to truly represent myself and the brand. And one thing that I always love is working in collaboration with other people. I, I hate being a team of one. And I always love the craziest people. Those are the ones I gravitate to the most. Crazy people have amazing and beautiful ideas. And I love hearing them because more often than not, the idea you laugh at in a meeting is the one that works. I love it, Julie. It's so great. And like the sign says, you're here for a reason and you're just getting started. So thank you so much for coming on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.